Alright, so today we are talking life deck sports and in particular the NBA. So, hey guys, my name is Antonio Aguirre and today I am with Eric Ong. Alright, for those that don't know who you are, uh, tell us what you do, Eric. Uh, hi, um, I'm Eric Ong. I'm an editor at hoopball.com. We are a fantasy basketball website, so we write uh-huh. about fantasy sports, specifically the NBA. So, um, aside from just writing about fantasy basketball, I obviously um, do a lot of reading about NBA news and and stuff in general about the NBA. Like you just absorb so much just yeah. content. Like me, I'm, Twitter, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a junkie. Websites, yeah. everything. Yeah, I do Twitter, I do Facebook, and I do watch a lot of Instagram content. Some are whack content, but you know, some are really good stuff. But yeah, I, I, I love consuming content. Like besides consuming everything that I can learn about entrepreneurship, that's that's my equalizer. Like basketball makes me equalized in, in what I do in my life. Like, you know, how busy my my schedule is. Like I find time to, you know, listen to, to podcasts about basketball, especially fantasy. I'm I'm really addicted to it. Try to get better at it. And uh you're actually known. They they call you like the Don Nelson of uh, of NBA <laughs> fantasy. Wow! <laughs> like Joe uh, Joey Villar, uh, oh. a good friend of ours, uh, coined you that that term. Like okay, you're the nice. freaking Don Nelson of uh, NBA fantasy. And for the kids that don't know who Don Nelson is, I bet you need to Google that name because he's one of the the best coaches. Did he ever win a championship? No, Don Nelson. I don't think he did. Right. No. No. But he was great with the, the Golden State Warriors and uh, with Run TMC, right? And uh, I loved him with the Mavericks, with Dirk. Uh, he Michael did win with Dirk? Yeah, oh, yeah it was yeah. Clark. Dirk, uh, Michael Finley, and oh, yeah. Steve Nash. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he, uh, he had crazy combinations of, like, three big men and then two small guards at times. In... In in some ways, you can call him, I guess, the godfather of the modern yes, I small think so. ball. Small ball, uh, yeah. He started it before it was in vogue today. Oh yeah, he he did the four four <laughs> one like four point guards and one power one, forward exactly combination. So in that sense, uh, and back then it was experimental slash crazy right. as far as you know being out there right in strategies are concerned. Yeah, that's crazy. So. Um, um, all you do is really talk about basketball, right? Like well, specifically the, NBA. I, the I, NBA. Yeah, I don't follow the PBA anymore yeah, yeah. as much. But I, I did follow the PBA when it was during the nineties, but you know, um, I have a lot of passion for for basketball, especially in the NBA, just because of how crazy it gets during the season. Like even the off season, I like every trade that happens. You know, it changes the landscape of a franchise. You know, this is going to be a wild season, man, because. There was a lot of player movement coming into this, right, right, you yeah. know, this season, and um, it's a very different NBA. So, so this one is this first episode for Life Deck Sports will be a preview show for the upcoming season, for all you guys that watch the NBA and at the same time are into NBA fantasy, right? Excellent. It could be, it could be a mix. It could <laughs> yeah, be a yeah, mix. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're good. Like we've played together in some fantasy leagues, and I've seen like. In fantasy, like you have done, like crazy, crazy player movements. Like, if there's a max of sixty movements, you would max it out. 
that's both that's good com- and bad. Yeah, it, yeah, it's good and bad. You yeah. know, you get lucky or not. I guess I'm aggressive because yeah, yeah. Um, that's one of the drawbacks and benefits of being of watching the news or yeah. reading the news up to the minute. So a little bit of news makes me wanna you know pull the trigger, pick You're up some. You're very patient, player. huh? No, not really. You're very patient because you I, know, I, I, like uh, two two bad games of player, you drop them. Yeah, because I <laughs> I want to pick up the the next hottest guy. <laughs> so, well, that's what fantasy basketball is about. It's about timing. So you yeah, you ride the true. players when they're hot, then you drop them when they're not. I remember how Jeremy Lin took me to to fantasy uh, NBA fantasy finals for a season. Was that during Lin Sanity? That was of the course, twenty five games. Like when I picked him up, two games before because I needed a scrub to like you know add up to it. But he was already on his way. But then that breakout game, like I went from like a ninth seed out of twenty. To number one at the end of the season carried by Jeremy Lin carried by Jeremy I just lost it at, at the end by like three blocks because freaking Serge Ibaka could not block in three games like one block against like the weirdest thing that happened he disappears sometimes he, and that's what that drop. one week I, I lost <laughs> five a uh, four or five to another guy in, in the freaking finals just because Ibaka could not block like more than the average of three blocks a game that he averaged that season. You remember those seasons where he averaged, averaged like three blocks a game? Yeah. Like he averaged he was... one block per, per, per game where he could have averaged nine. So I lost by three. So, yeah. He was the stretch four before stretch fours were a thing. Yeah. I, I think like he's like a, a modern day uh, like uh, Horace Grant. Kind of. Kind of. I get that. Right. That vibe, you know, but... Well, good old Serge is, you know, playing behind Mark Gasol now. Do you, do you feel it, it's the golden era again of the, the power forwards? Well, it's... Like, you know... In the sense that they need to do so much more than they did before. Right? Like, they, they, they have to be able to shoot threes. A lot of teams yeah. that want to do that. That two-way game. Yes, also. And you have to be able to both shoot threes and block shots. Like, okay, Anthony Davis is a power forward, okay? He, he's, not, he's not a center True. for me. Like, but... Like Tim Duncan is a power forward for me, not not. Oh, yeah, center, yeah, right? I get that for 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 right? Timmy, but you know, but well, Kevin Durant says he's a small forward, even yeah, but, though but I think he, KD <laughs> is a power forward, right? Like, so trapped in a small forward's body, <laughs> kinda, <laughs> or more like likes to use the small forward play style, right? Like you know, you you, you see all these players like you know Laurie Markinen, um, uh, Domantas, uh, Sabonis, you know, all these types of players. What else? Um, uh, I notice you're naming a lot of European guys. Right. Uh, Jonathan so Isaac. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Of course. Like very Aaron, interesting. Aaron, no, Aaron Gordon is a small forward, yeah. Well, so, you yeah. have to have a, a very dynamic game in the sense that you have to be able to do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the term that the coaches like to use is um, positionless basketball. Yes. Position-less. In the sense that right. a lot of players can play whatever position right. is needed because... You have to be, even though, let's say, a shooting guard should be able to somehow guard a power forward yeah. on the switch, because that's like like PJ PJ Tucker can can guard from one to five. Yes, that's yeah. despite his age. Draymond Green could same thing with Draymond yeah. Green. That's why he's invaluable. Exactly. Like the stats do not give him enough credit for what he does for a team. I like he. I think he's the the most self aware type of player. Or the, the highest 
uh, IQ, basketball IQ type of player you can find in the league right now. True, he's 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 definitely like, up name, there. Name name me name me another player that's more aware on what's gonna happen, like pre- on predicting like what's gonna happen on defense for a team. Oh, well, defense. Yeah. Like, well, Kawhi Leonard is actually up there. He reads, he's, he reads he's, defense, when you're yeah. talking about two way player. Yeah, yeah. Kawhi but, will know but, what to do. But if if, if you like actually focus on Draymond and what he does in every game like he talks a lot because he's always telling like go left go right okay switch like he calls out what's gonna happen I in mean, each play with all due respect to all the other warriors out there uh, on that team the, those championships you know you have to he's really that unsung hero yeah. on that you he's know the, I think he's the heart exactly if you, took, if you took him out and replaced him let's say with let's say like a Julius Randle type of player Maybe they could have made it, but it would be a lot different just because Steph and Clay are not that vocal as a leader. They they they're leader by example more than a leader and it's that, by voice, right? It's that energy, that passion, right? The same way that uh, Kevin Garnett used to bring that you know yeah. that intensity, right? And sometimes it's those things swing games, right? And I've seen those guys on the floor that you know get the other players involved right. and you know bring that team together right that, that and Draymond is one of those guys yeah and, and I think you, you're supposed to have one type of vocal alpha in the team because two or more could really destroy the chemistry of a team right I, imagine Ooh. if there were like two, two are you Draymond talking about teams. the Houston Rockets here like uh, you know like okay. a, a Harden and a Chris is Chris Paul I think. before but now we're even more it's, it's alpha bad, we're, we're talking about Russell Westbrook okay is with the that's with, another with the argument for me because I think like they're one gonna be one of the top teams that uh, in, in the West, you Conference. think they're gonna coexist? I, I, two guys with the highest usage rates I, in I the NBA, so. and and that's that's <laughs> the, I think that's uh, that, that's our first topic, which will be the top teams from each conference. Like I'll start off with the West. I really feel like the the Rockets are the people are sleeping on the Rocks just because James Harden and West, Russell Westbrook are very good friends. I think chemistry plays a lot in in that in that part. It's like, you know, um, they know each other and they know each other's egos and they were really good when they were with the OKC uh, Thunder. And I, I know that they they will know how to share the ball even with, with you know... On sheer talent. And, and on, sheer... on sheer talent. And at, at their maturity and age, I think it, it plays a lot different now. Both have been MVPs. Yes, both have done yeah. so much. So they, they, they don't need accolades. They want a chip. I think they want a chip, and I think they understand that, and they have a handshake, handshake deal on it. Like you know, we're gonna make it work because we under- understand each other. It's not like a Kobe Shaq type of dynamic when they had to grow into each other. Like, right? well, yeah, I think it, it, because there's history back with 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 OKC, and I agree with you to the extent that I think that the concerns that, that you know we've been reading the news, there's uh-huh. a lot of concerns out there. I think it's a bit overblown. I, yeah, think that, I think that, you so. know, um, and I've noticed, for example, in fantasy rankings, mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook has been falling. Clint Capella has been falling. They're all concerned about a problem with that dynamic. I think, of course, there will be some adjustment period because they're not the same players they were when they were playing together, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. They, they but, were reaching, about to reach their prime. But then, 
like you said, they're all professionals and they're all hungry right. for that title. So I think there's there's going to be some adjustment, but they're going to be able to do it. Maybe even better than um, Harden was able to share the floor with Chris Paul. Yeah, but I, I think because Chris Paul, the difference between Chris Paul and Westbrook, besides their age and their athleticism, is that Chris Paul wanted to teach uh, James Harden, and Harden was not gonna take that bullshit from from Chris Paul. I think that Chris Paul was trying to be like, you know, do this and do that, you know, and he he was very argumentative with with, with Harden. Just the way, because I I like studying body movement of. Of players and people, oh, okay. I think that that's an observation for me. Like I feel like you know uh, the way the the posture of how a player reacts so to their coach. There was friction. You saw friction. I see a lot of friction even without the media talking about it. Like I like observing timeouts, how players agree, nod, and you know like veer away from like the conversation when there's happening. That's why you know like with the San Antonio Spurs. Remember when Tim Duncan was there and Ginobili and Parker. You know how the respect of the players are with them, like no one could disrespect those three. Unquestionable. Exactly. Like, like Kawhi was like number four on that team, on the twenty fourteen championship. But he, you know, the like twenty fourteen finals MVP, right? But he still wasn't the vocal player on that team. You know, with all the quietness that Manu, TP, and and Duncan was there, like, you know, like it's a different they, culture. I think right. also because the Spurs. You know, you, you have Popovich there. Right. You know, he has this culture that he brings and he set up for so many decades now right. with, with and the he gives Spurs. so much accountability with his players. Exactly, exactly. That's the thing I, I like with, with the Spurs. On, on the Rockets, you have Dan Tony, who's, yeah. you know, a Euro-style running. scientist, in, too. In, in that sense. Kind of Don Nelson-like, right? Seven, remember Seven Seconds or Less? Exactly, yes. I love exactly. That team. I was... I was a fan of that that Suns era era team, and I think that um, Westbrook and Harden will be able to do that. I think they're going to be a threat. Right. But um, the top team in the West is still got to be the Clippers, as far as I'm concerned. I think it's it's a crazy duo to to put together uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Um, and aside from just having those two big stars right. who are both good in offense. Exactly, anyway. offense and defense. You have an excellent. I I I love the Clippers just roster behind them. Right, I mean they've already like Doc Rivers brought in a team of scrubs basically and put brought them to the playoffs and tested the Warriors. Exactly. On the first and round, that's without Paul George or Kawhi Leonard, right? Like, Doc Rivers has a history of that. Like bring out the best. Remember the the this Magic team that he brought. That almost, I think, uh, the made the playoffs, but it was just a bunch of scrubs led by Daryl Armstrong and Bo Outlaw. You know, it was it was horrible. That was sheer hustle and effort. Was, yeah, he brought it out in the players. Right. So that's why I think um, the Clippers are going to be so strong. But obviously, uh, for those who don't know, uh, Paul George is dealing with a shoulder oh. injury. He he had shoulder procedure done. Was it during the season? During the off season, actually. But he's expected to possibly miss the start of the regular season. And initially, How he was games? expected to miss. Uh, that's still unclear right now. We're we're taking it day by day or week by week as as the medical staff assess him. But uh-huh. he might not be ready to go um, at the start of the season. Yeah. So that's 
Oh. Is it a bummer if, if you're gonna take him on a flyer for fantasy? Well, it depends on how far he drops. If you're lucky enough, I'd still take him in the second round. Second round. Of I'll, standard yeah. leagues, okay. but... You'll take him at the 20, 20 to 25th pick? Oh, yeah, easily, easily. Definitely. Maybe even the fifth, somewhere. 15. Yeah, just okay. at the start of the... So he's the a top second. 20 fantasy for you? Yeah, yeah. Because even if he misses, let's say... 15 games. Yeah, I'd still say he's so good. Because once he plays... Oh, yeah. And he was like, what? I think he was like top two or top three in totals for in eight cat or something like that okay. last season. Right. He he did it all. He rebounds the ball well. He steals. He shoots a ton of threes. Like the intangibles that he brings actually translates to actual stats, right? The exactly. steals, the blocks, his the intangibles are tangible. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Like the steals, yes. It's like uh, the steals that he makes, which is you know he doesn't cut on passing lanes. He actually gets a chance to actually get the ball. It's not like, you know, he's taking a chance on it. You know, like, uh, Rondo had a, a very high uh, steal uh, average back then, but back he was the always day. gambling. It was bad for, for defense, right? Because course, he had to because It's risky. Yeah, it was it risky. Made him prone to fouls, etc. And sometimes right. he had to sit. Right. Because of that, um, because of his style of defense. Right, yeah. So, I think, though, that the Paul George, Kawhi Leonard... Dynamic is gonna be scary. Ooh, it's who, gonna, are you, who are you gonna guard? You I, I, and they I, can guard anyone. I it, it went from Lob City to Clamp City. Exactly. <laughs> like and, and it's not like just Pat, them. Pat Beverly is gonna him too. Clamp I mean up everyone. Beverly Montrose Harrell. Is, yes. Oh it's my crazy. God. He's gonna be six man too. He's not even yeah, that, a starter. Yeah, I think uh, Zubac is starting. Zubac is gonna be a center. Uh, yeah, and um, it's, uh, it's don't you think Zubac will be too slow for them? Like I don't feel like he's that athletic. Um, he will get his know. minutes on a matchup base. He'll, he'll probably get twenty five. Depends also, yeah. He'll but be like the Van Schoenis type. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. No, oh well, we right. will get to that. Van is gonna be hot this year. Oh, okay, uh, he's, okay. He's one of my draft targets. He's a, <laughs> he actually was excellent the moment he was traded to the Grizzlies last yeah, yeah, year. Yeah. But okay. yeah. so I don't think he's the right example, but. Zubac will be okay. He will he will serve his purpose okay. in the sense that he will be a warm body to put up against the opposing big men. So you're good with him averaging like what eight eight points seven rebounds. That yeah, yeah. But I think he'll he'll see an incremental you know mm-hmm. increase of his numbers. But it's really hard because the ball will be in the hands of both Paul George so, and Kawhi Leonard. So your starting time. five for the Clippers would be Pat Beverly in point guard, uh, Landry. Yeah, Shame. Shame on, on shooting guard. Yeah. And then uh, Kawhi on small forward, PG at the four, and then Zubak at the five. Maybe, yeah. Or, 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 or maybe exactly. Montres Harrell. Yeah, it's, it's still not exactly sure because I think they might um, have Beverly off the bench. But Lou, there was Lou Williams is still there. Lou Williams oh is still there. It's, like, it's, it's a crazy it's team. Insane. So I forgot about him the Clippers too. are the new LA te- the, the new V team of yeah, LA. Yeah, yeah. In the sense, with all due respect to the Laker fans, you know, I, I think I this would, is gonna be the first that the Clippers are going to be the the top possible top seed in the, in the West. They could probably win like fifty close to fifty six to sixty, and I think uh, Kawhi could win MVP if he plays at least seventy games. Well, that's the big if because the guy yeah. had a lot of load management last time with. He played how many games last season? Like 60 64? Plus, 64 yeah, or something, something like that. that right? so in, in, in the 60s. So he didn't even crack 70 games. Right. But um, I'm not going to complain because it won them a championship. So mm. who am I? Who are we to argue yep. with, with that? Yep. I mean, they did it. And I, they, 
it was a well-earned victory by them. It's always a head-scratcher for me because I had Kawhi on my team last season. So every time, you know, he didn't play games, it's like, oh. It's, it's, like, it's irritating, right? It's like but, a hair loss type yeah, of moment that's, for me. That's the problem sometimes when real-life conflicts with fantasy because we want them to play as many games. Yeah. But realistically, the coach wants to rest them, preserve them for the playoffs because... Uh, for those who don't know, the, the game of fantasy basketball normally ends... Before at, the end of the regular season. Yes, you know, we, we do our... Like two weeks, right? Yeah, something usually, like that. Depend, end of March. Depending on the settings set right, by the commissioner, etc., right. yeah. etc. Et so by the time, you know, the we're hitting our peak and we need these games to win, mm-hmm. um, the coaches are sometimes resting their stars. Yeah. Because they're almost... Let's say their seed is locked in for the playoffs. And, that, and that's why I was always wary of picking up players from the Spurs, just because of how notorious Greg Popovich like play, uh, rested his star players at the end of the season. Uh, yes, right? there was this pregame, yeah, the, the pregame sheet when it was when it was um, handed in, and Tim Duncan was labeled DNP old. Yeah, that was one of the funniest things ever. And yeah. Pops okay. rests his okay. guys. Round me off on your top four teams on the West. So oh. if, if you have the Clippers at first, who do you have second, third, and fourth? Oh wow. It's it, it's I, I think that the Lakers, despite the loss of Demarcus Cousins, Ooh. are still in the really? top four conversation. Okay. But are they two or three or four? I'm having them at four. Yeah, yeah. I'll I, put I'm, them at four. I'm, I have them at four. Um I'm I think that uh you, you you still gotta you gotta never count out the Spurs. I'm not putting the Spurs ahead <laughs> of the Nuggets and, and, really? and the Rockets. I, I and, think the Spurs and, will still and even the Blazers. Every time you want to count out the Spurs, pops pull, pulls out I something. Don't know. Right? I don't know. You think it's it's almost what's, what's, it's what's significant I think, upgrade that they have on this season? They're, they're in an awkward okay. They're in an awkward position right now. Uh-huh. You have. Lamarcus Aldridge, who's what, like turning 34, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's aging, but he was solid and consistent last year. He played like 81 games right. and delivered solid, almost double double um, with good percentages, etc. Yeah. But, you know, he's another year older. Um, he's obviously not part of their future plans. I think uh, the thing for them is uh, about Popovich pivoting towards a younger. Group, they're gonna, we're gonna, we might. I, I see, like the guards that he has. They, like, they, they have, the, they have the talent. There's a Murray, uh, who's the Derek White. Derek White. I um, like Derek White. We didn't see a lot of him last season, but Lonnie Walker the fourth. Okay, um, he, is, is he a small forward? He's a shooting guard. Shooting guard. Well, okay. he's swing all around swing, depending on on how Pops wants okay. to really use him. Right. But he's supposedly a, a reasonably good two way player, also. Right. So, um, I don't know, but. Sometimes good coaches just do amazing things. And that's one thing I've, I've learned. You know, guys like Popovich, Brad Stevens in the East, they're just amazing. Obviously, the Rockets. Um, it, it's hard to bet on two former MVPs. So you got the Rockets at two? Yeah, I think, I think the Rockets are at two. Okay, and, um, and what's your three? Ooh. I don't um, know. I've, you can you have the, the I, Nuggets or the Blazers or the, the Jazz. <laughs> uh, the Jazz, okay. The Jazz are, are interesting. They're a top eight team. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think I think the Blazers are just that hungry. Yeah. I think the Blazers I, are, are, are my my top three. My teams. dark horse for MVP would be Dame. 
Whoa. I think so too. Okay. I think so. I okay. Think so. Like, I think if it's Kawhi Leonard's MVP trophy to lose. I, I Okay. Fine. Since we, right? we segued into that. Well, I, I mean, you, you gave your top four uh, oh, yeah, okay. from, from each conference. Right? Yeah, all right. But, 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 but we just, we're just at the West here. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about that okay, in a okay, bit. Okay. But uh, your top four will be your, uh, Clippers, Rockets, and what's your third? Blazers. Blazers. And then fourth? Lakers. Lakers. I have the Clippers at one. I agree with that. I think I have the, the Nuggets at two. two. I think just because of the development of their core and the longevity that they have. And, uh, you know, Jokic will be a perennial MVP candidate. I think for this season. I think he's going to... You've got a lot of MVP, MVP candidates. Like, I think he's going to average 25 points, 12 rebounds, 8 freaking 9 assists per game. You know, that type. And then... You know, Gary Harris and uh, the other guard for, for the team. Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray, I think, could be a fringe all-star. Like, I, I'm feeling like he's like a CJ. Too generous, but okay. He's a little like CJ McCollum-ish. Yeah, 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 I, I with see With a little that. more consistency, I think he, he's going to get That's to that just, level. That's just his only issue. That's the only issue I've had with, with Murray, his lack of consistency. Yeah. I, I need to deal. Because he's young. Yeah, he's young. But yeah he'll, he'll eventually get there. Right. Um, like, like, you know, if you have him on your team, which I had him before, uh, like last season, you know, he, he'll have games like 40 points, and the next game he's going to disappear with like 8 on 2 of 17 shooting. Plus now <laughs> you have this um, secret weapon in Michael Porter Jr. Oh, who yeah. who he, missed his entire rookie I season know, I know. to... To rehab. So technically, he's a rookie now. Well, yeah, yeah. Right. But he's gonna play his first um, NBA game this I'm season. To see what and he can actually do with the He minutes. was originally scouted as a do-it-all scorer. He's right. he's mainly a scorer, but you know he's a very talented. He plays sco- the three, right? Yes, exactly. But so um, there's gonna be an interesting, you know, mix of guys in that position for Denver. So I'm I'm pretty surprised. I think they have the depth, right? Like the Jazz, the, yeah. the Nuggets are very deep. Right. I mean, you 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 just mentioned Murray and and Gary Harris, but backing them up, you've got Monte Morris, you've got yeah. Malik Beasley. They, they're they're not scrubs. They're no, scrubs. they're not. No, they, no. Those guys. They're they're starters for average teams. Those exactly, teams, yeah. exactly. I mean, uh, both of those guys can and and did carry a lot of the load when Gary Harris, who unfortunately has this bad for habit sure, of, of missing sure. a lot of games, the, Malik Beasley stepped up and was like averaging, you know. Um, scoring in the high teens yeah, with, yeah. with threes, yeah. assists. He was doing it all. Yeah. So, yeah, the Nuggets are, are, are deep. And then Nuggets are at two. And then the th- uh, third will be the Rockets. Yeah. I think the Rockets are, are going to be there. And then fourth will be... the. Uh, to- it's a toss-up for me between the Lakers, depending on health, and uh, the Jazz. I think the, the Jazz could be like... A, it, it could vary like four, five, six. And then, you know, the Blazers will always be there. Did I put the Blazers on my list? No. I could have put them on four. Like, yeah, well, so like it's the between fourth, the Jazz and the Blazers for you, right? Yeah, so. Jazz and Blazers. But I think ultimately the health of the Lakers will dictate how far they will go. If they, It could go as high as three for me, but not as high as two. I, I doubt they would go as high as two just because of the load management that they do with, with the Braun. And, you know, uh, the depth of the, the team is not there. No, it's me. not. But, it's not. I mean, you have arguably the most talented big man in the game today in AD in, in Anthony Davis who 
literally does everything. Everything, yeah. He can shoot threes, he can pass the ball yeah. very well. I mean, that was one of the areas of his game that he improved on before leaving the Pelicans. But, but um, in, in like five, seven years, how many times has he been in the playoffs? Like one? Yeah. That's the knock on him. But that's all right. He has the king who's been right. in the play. Now he doesn't have an excuse. Yeah. The king missed the playoffs like for the first time last year. Yeah. In like, like so many so years. Many years. Exactly. Yeah. And um, for, for somebody who's been following at least box scores for a really long time, <laughs> I don't know if you remember Zdrunas Ilgauskas yeah, yeah. From, the, from the Cavaliers. Z. Z. All right. He was actually good in fantasy when LeBron was, was on the there. floor. Yeah. Why? Because of the style of play. Yeah. LeBron would, you know, slash into the paint and just drop. Feed, feed him. And feed he'd him. feed him. Feed so him. you can have that. And LeBron is actually really good with playing with a big man. It's just that he has. Oh, yeah. So him and AD could be a very lethal duo. He was great with Bosch. He was great with Love. You know, uh, like Z. So him and Anthony Davis, that's scary. I mean, we've been talking about Paul George and Kawhi Leonard for the Clippers, yeah, yeah. but... but you know, James Davis is is it's gonna be hard to stop. Right. It's it's gonna it's still gonna be a handful. Like I I really think like LeBron is not the the best player anymore in the league. Uh, I think that belongs to Kevin Durant when healthy. I think KD. Yeah, I think KD I, takes I, a I'm, I'm with you on that. LeBron will probably be number three behind Kawhi now. Just because of what Kawhi has done, like what he can do for a team. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it says something that, yeah. you know, trade for me and I'll give you a championship yeah. kind of thing. So, there. Okay. Um, how about, let's, let's talk now with the uh, teams from the East. Wait, okay. wait, wait. I have a, one question about the West for me. Okay. Um, how about the Warriors? Do you think they're, they're over now that... that I, I think... Uh, Okay, one. I'm just interested I, one, I think, to pick your brain. Because one, I think uh, Steph Curry is is gonna go supernova. He's gonna season. go bonkers. He's like, gonna go Donkey Kong. <laughs> like if, if if you have a chance to get him at like number three, like in get, fantasy, in right? Fantasy, like get him. Like no I, brainer. Like I like not thinking about injuries. I think he's gonna go like thirty five points. 10 assists or whatever. Six threes a game. Yeah, he's going to lose a little on the field goal percentage, higher in the turnovers just because... But can his ankles handle it? <laughs> I, I think so. Like with his age now, uh, compared to before, I think so. Like, you know, it's going to take a freak accident okay. uh, compared to before. Are they going to be a top eight team? Um, I think they could be in the top eight. I feel like they could be an eight, seven, six type of type of team. Um, it's just going to be load management also for him at the same yeah. time. Yeah. And I no think Clay Thompson until All Star break. D'Angelo is gonna be there for the short term, just you know, to cover. And you and, think so? I think yeah. that he's part of their future plans. I, I don't Curry think so, just because of the age gap that he has with the players. I oh yeah, all right. Well, right. I'll I'll, I'll agree. There's, that, there's an eight there's an year age gap between him him and, and that's Steph. fine. I think that um, having him being a I I I guess student. Mm-hmm. under that system this early in his career mm-hmm. is going to do him well. I think that there was a lot of negative criticism about, you know, um, fit with the Warriors, especially considering they're a very unselfish kind of style. I think that Steve Kerr is a good enough coach. They have a good enough culture and system 
but it's gonna rub off on Russell mm. and he's gonna surprise a lot of people and he's my surprise player from really? the West. Yeah. I think, you know, because it took a while. He was a big disappointment back in the Lakers, right? Yeah. There was a lot of hype. He's amazing, etc., etc. Then he disappointed. Then it took him a while to find his footing in the Nets. Then he broke out last season and he was amazing. You know, 25 points per game, six assists, etc. You know, threes, you know, a couple of steals yeah. here and there. But it was, a, it was a coming out party and they plucked him or traded you know, yeah. swap Durant for him at the right time. So he's about to peak. So and, and you have a great role model in Steph Curry that he can learn from. Right. So I think it you know it, he, he won't be as um you know I, I just felt like he's like insurance be, because uh, because of the Clay Thompson injury and, and, and Durant left. So it's like you know a little They're, okay. You know, You're not like gonna a, fill a, Durant anyway right. regardless, I mean, right? From top ten player getting someone who's who's probably top 25 or 30 in the league you know it's not the I think his stock is it's not a huge drop he's not a huge drop he's gonna be up there but I I think yeah like I I feel like you know uh, D'Angelo could average like 20-20 between 20-25 points it depends on how well he listens to Draymond Green right (laughs) uh, but I I think that uh, he's matured a little more Compared to his Lakers days, yeah, with yeah. the Nets because of the leadership that he actually did. Exactly. And um, yeah, I think uh, he he would do well with with Draymond. I think Draymond is it's gonna. He's gonna put him in his place, and he's gonna yeah, set him put right. Put him in his place and teach make him, him about the winning culture and make him really accountable for his own actions. I think that's the greatest thing that Draymond will will. And yeah. he, he's a no nonsense, no bullshit type of player. So true, true, true. For true sure, that. for sure, that's how he's gonna treat. Uh, him. I'm sorry I interrupted you. We could go back to the yeah, East but, now. But yeah, but, but I, I just I, was curious because the Warriors, I mean, we it was just an abrupt but, ending to their era but last I, I year. I think the dynasty is not done yet. Ooh, I, I think, wow. I, I think, I, I think with Clay, a, with Clay going, take. I think Clay going back like, let's say, after the All-Star game or before the All-Star game is that we're, that, that, that's that more or less the timeline, yeah. yeah. I think with him healthy, I think they have a chance because that's a lot of firepower, to right? Even go out of the the Western Conference, it, they'll need the other they're, pieces they're, to, I think to click. They are the dark horse. They are the dark horse from from from. Fair that enough. Conference, I that's think. where I was at as well. Yeah, and I'm glad we 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 were able to. Ta- yeah, I think the Warriors will. You know, they're being written off too quickly. Yeah, by a lot too of quickly. Ex- yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not done yet. They they, they lost to to Kawhi and and the the, Rap, the Raptors, but I don't think they're done just because of that. That thing that happened to them, no, not not by a long shot. Like Steph in his in his prime, Draymond got resigned, right? So he's there, and they have Steve Kerr as a as a brilliant coach for for that team, and um, they still have the the pieces that they need to put together for for a good run. I think in the in early season they're they're gonna be coasting or just trying to stay alive and afloat, you know. Being in the in the top eight, I think I would not want to face them in the first round as a first seed, as an eight seed because they, they might shock you. Yeah, they might just. Sh- I mean, because Curry is a player who can just explode like, for fifty points and like you could be leading by twelve in two minutes and, and just keep on shooting the ball from the half court line and doesn't right, care. Yeah, it'll go in. So right, Steph, Draymond, Clay, and and uh, D'Angelo. Would be a handful in the first round, right? Sure. Exactly. Like, so I would not bet even house money on them <laughs> on a first round. Like who's our first round? Uh, 
Clippers. That's gonna maybe, that's gonna be a great maybe. great matchup. I think that can go to seven games for me. Probably, probably. De- depending seven. on health. Obviously. Yeah, just like given all the healthy players in both teams. Well, it's I, gonna be an amazing series it, for it, sure. I would Seth, not bet don't go any, the distance. Yes, that's, I would not bet any money on that on the first <laughs> round. Clippers versus could, the could Warriors. Go, it, it could go either Ooh, way. Six or seven games. Yeah, that, that would be fun. Right. Okay. You, you want to move to the East? Yeah, sure, sure. All right. Of course, top on on your my East squad would be the Bucks. Same here. I'm not gonna argue. I think uh, they they were Bucks. good. They're great. Uh, you're number one with you're cool with number one. Yeah, Bucks. Okay. It's, it's it's easy because um, the, the the East is obviously not as stacked as the West. There's right. There's not as many options for us to choose yeah. from. So coming up with the top four teams is going to be... Four, top four and then you just drop off between five. There's a, there's a huge drop off actually. <laughs> yeah. Right? So you, you could say that there are only like six teams in the East that are worth considering yeah, as the, far as contenders. fillers to like... Like you have the eight seed that could be like a 38 and four, uh, 38 and 40, <laughs> 44 team, Sadly, right? yes. Yes, right? of course. <laughs> so... And, and that's why there was discussion in... in um, Previously about the um, reshuffling I know, the playoffs I know. and you know just making it the top sixteen teams exactly and because that makes like you could have twelve teams in the West because it, just, there's there's this talk about parity and everything being yeah. balanced etc. Well, that's 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 a whole different episode that we could talk about. I know, but, I but, know, yeah. Um, the disparity is just crazy. It, it, it's really West heavy. The talent, the drop-off in talent but from the East to the West. It's you can see it in the All-Star game. Yes, exactly. Like, so the West is just so talent-heavy right now. The East, there's just a handful of teams. We're talking about the Bucks. That's why it's easier for players to, to be a, an All-Star. And that's one of the reasons some players move from the West to the East is because they want to have a chance to be an All-Star. Right? I mean... There's so many players. If you review past seasons in the East, like what he was an All Star, it's like Jamal McGlure. <laughs> yeah, like you know, remember those types of players? Wow, yeah, who were All Stars. Yeah. Like yo, he was an All Star. Yeah, I was thirteen points as a center just because of the need for a center. But now you have three point court and two, uh, uh, back court for for All Stars. So it's it's easier now to choose. But okay, number one, Bucks. Number two. I think uh, it could be. I'm looking at like the Sixers. Same here. I, Sixers. I, I was considering right? the Celtics, but no, I'm. No, I've no, got no. The I don't think so yet. With, with, with I think that the departure Sixers. of um, Jimmy Butler yeah. is is gonna change the dynamic in the team for the better in the sense that it's gonna allow the younger players mm-hmm. to feel more accountable because right. it's because. Jimmy Butler is just too much of an alpha He's person. An alpha and for for so everybody has for to embed. Exactly. So now embed is an alpha himself. Yes, and right? he will be able to allow his own personality right to shine to, and, yeah. and you know set the context for the team. And now when the team sucks, it's his fault. Right. It's it's all on him, so to speak. It's his it's his team to lose. They've now. got great talent and that's a crazy first five yeah Ben Simmons who's like a triple double threat nightly yes. the, the re- quote unquote replacement for Jimmy Butler is Josh Richardson from the Heat he's great too he's like a two way player we were just talking he, I would he call does, Josh Richardson a uh, Swiss army knife exactly right he can shoot the three defend you know pass the ball is he improving with his with shot with his three point shot I think so that because, was the okay. knock on him right yes but the the problem 
back in Miami and he was, you know, tasked to be like the top scorer. Yeah. Of I course. think as a complimentary player, he's gonna thrive more. Right. Because he'll be right. there to receive the ball for the kick out three. Right. And be able to focus on perimeter defense right. and get those steals that we like, right? Right. And then uh, your small forward is gonna be Tobias Harris. Who is, you know, just Ooh. as solid as they come. Yeah. You, you, oh, a bit overpriced. A bit yeah, overpriced well, for me. But he's max, right? Yeah. But I don't think he's max. But they need it because they understood that the market for as far as his replacement right. was was, you know. And he could be an all-star too. There. Probably. And like if the got... Sixers reach the number two seed by the middle of the season, they have three all-stars in there. Like True. I'm not even talking about uh, Al Horford yet on the five. Like, yeah. I think Horford will be four. Uh, Al Horford will be you know, four. I've always been intrigued about getting Al Horford at the four. Like even it's, on the Hawks he's, days, he's gonna be better, right? Now that I, he's I, like, I, I like his dad always said like I would like to see my son play the four because I think he would dominate the four position. Well, his dad's gonna get his wish, now. right? Right, but um, at, at at eight, what he's like thirty three now, thirty three, yeah, something 34? like that. Yeah, yeah he's but, he's on the wrong side of thirty for sure. But you think so? Because I, because I think he's, he's not in, like the Elton Brand type of player. No, no, I think he's he's, he's the like one Mark that, Gasol in the sense that he's defensive minded but has a good eye for passing, right. etc. Yeah, he's a Swiss Army knife. Also, yeah, he's positionless. So you have in that two of sense. those players, um, Richardson and. Al Horford that are very unselfish players that don't care if they get two points but gets the job done. Get the, the win, team, right? They're, right? They're after the win. And then you have three players that can actually score. And I'm liking the way in the offseason I've been watching Ben Simmons taking those three-pointers. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to hold my breath. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> um, I just rather see him do more, make more free throws, Ben. But I, I think the, the way that we'll put the Sixers on top is going to be depending on Ben Simmons taking the outside shot for me that's that's that's, that's the the key component of them getting to the number one for seed. me as long as Joel Embiid can stay healthy play 70 72 games I need Joel Embiid to, to, to be playing 70 minutes uh, 70 games and at least 32 minutes a game uh, I'm if, happy with if 32. his knees hold yeah. up he, he's crazy the guy is just so freaking dominant like he's a Greg Oden waiting to happen for me like, if he does if, in of terms of the knee, yeah. the threat of his knees right? getting out. Um, okay, uh, I, I've been, you know, in a lot of discussions, both in the forums of um, my website and on Twitter, mm-hmm. etc. Uh, people are very scared of drafting, for example, Joel Embiid in, in fantasy early because of the injury risk. Right. But if you, you know, uh, look at the narrative of his injury. He was tired and had knee um, surgery so, before, uh, but he had sore knees last year. And that was the few games that he missed. The other games were actually just load management. Right. But in the end, overall, throughout his career, ever since he finally started playing mm-hmm. after missing his in, you know, initial season, he was slowly playing and playing more games, taking more and more load. Yeah. And now with... I guess, quote-unquote, the science of load management uh-huh. and, you know, resting him at the right spots. Yeah. He's going to stay healthier longer. Longer. And, and just, you know, him being preserved and doing well. So, so you think that the, the, I think the load management that he had last season is going to be the same this season? Maybe, maybe not. So I think fantasy, he's getting... I think the knees are actually getting stronger. So as, as a fantasy uh, 
player, would you pick him up if he had the chance? Yeah, I actually did. I have uh, one league I, that I, I, I picked him up and I drafted him at ninth, I think. Ooh. Yes, but surprisingly, in other mock drafts, I've seen him going in the second round. I think that there's legitimate yeah, fear. Yeah, I pick him in the, in the second round. I, I, like, I pick okay. him 21st. Okay, <laughs> on a per-game basis, he's almost comparable to, let's say, Carl Anthony Towns. Yes. So, there, we're talking about 2010, solid blocks, mm, same. threes. I mean, But more games with Towns. Again, yes, and that's why Towns is obviously ranked higher. But then, Embiid is also so, just as dominant. So it's just a matter of yeah, I think the, the, the narrative of their dominant. injury yeah. histories. Right. Towns being this, you know, Iron Man of, of the NBA. It took him like, he didn't miss a game in his first three seasons, for example. That's why he's, 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 he's an true. Iron Man, huh? Yeah, like yeah. He exactly. knows, he, that kid knows how to take care of his body. I agree, I agree. Like, I hear my mean, like, you know, they're, they're not the same quality level of player, but AC Green type of player. I More, it, no. Like, I, I think AC took care of his body. Really oh, in that well. sense, yes. Right? Yes. He's, I mean, he's able not, to not the same level of play. Yeah, but, but you know, uh, how, like, how they, uh, they move their, their body is just very calculated. I think that's why they call him a cat. It's mm-hmm. Because, you know, how he lands. I think players are, uh, the, the way he lands from, from jumping, I think, plays a, a, a good part on his. So, Embiid, it's, it's just so crazy that. Um, you will see opposing teams just throw bodies at him, yeah. foul, ending up fouling him and fouling him because he's just... Like Whiteside could not even handle him. Uh, uh, the, the Nets' Jarrett Allen had to be benched. Oh, yeah. Because he just could not could do not, anything yeah. to slow down. Barbecue Embiid. chicken. Exactly. He would just... <laughs> It was just unstoppable. Yeah, so it was barbecue chicken. So thing. you're you're looking at a big man who's on the unstoppable level as let's say a Shaq. Yeah. In Shaq's prime, yeah. when you give the ball, I, I to think Sha- I think Embiid is like a mixture of Shaq and Hakeem Olajuwon. In the in the sense that he has right? a more finesse game. Right. Like. But in like, the paint, like, he has the physical tools to power his way. Right. But he's got a finesse too. Over for, like for a guy thing. his size, yeah. he moves very well. Very agile. Exactly. Yeah. So. That's what makes him so dangerous. And that's why the Sixers are so crazy good. Well, uh, uh, with, all, with all that, I still think, yeah, yeah. again, it's going to be on depending on Ben Simmons' jump, jumper. Okay. Like, if he takes more mid-range, like, they give more respect, it's going to give more room to Embiid to operate inside. Like, cause but you have Josh, there, you have Josh for that. You guys, there's, there's just you, you, you even have Al Horford. Like, well, nobody has respect for Ben Simmons outside shot. Right, so they're gonna let him take it every know. every time. But and yeah. that's what Kobe is, is saying to him. It's like, if you do not work on your outside shot, it will. Be You're not. A waste. He's not gonna make the next level. You're not gonna yeah. go I, I, to the next level. That's it. That's your ceiling right there. Like you are your prime already. If, if you stay that way, if you don't improve on your on your jumper, you're not going anywhere. Because as you age, you lose that speed and agility and all that movement, you know. So you need to take your game further His athleticism outside. can only take him so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Right? Yeah, That's why has... I'm scared for players like Westbrook when, when, when he's at the oh, yeah, yeah, stage, of course. right? Yeah, yeah. Because like John Wall, you expect him to be great at their athleticism. But, you know, you know? all it takes is an injury and your, your career right. is headed down. So if... if I don't trust his jumper, like John Wall's jumper, compared to like Damian Larry's jumper. Of course. Right? Okay. That's, know, a, that's not fair. Right? <laughs> that's not fair. That's, okay, that's a bad comparison. But okay, <laughs> I think 
it's 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 interesting like, okay, like that Kemba Walker. Okay, there. See? The Kemba way history Walker. emerged throughout right? his career. In his college is, is career, good... he was not great uh, at jumpers or three pointers, but then his game developed and developed, and now he's the constant threat from three. It's it's never too late. Case in point is we were just yeah, talking about the Yeah, Benz is just like twenty three. Yes, it, it's never too late. I mean, somebody like Brook Lopez, who was a oh, yeah. an old school style center, who Inside. was actually sucky when, at rebounding, yeah. but decent at shot blocking. Mm. But you know, sucky who could, at rebounding is is an understatement. But, oh, yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> when when your when your shooting guard rebounds as much as you, there's something wrong. But it it's it. I, it, lo- it I love Brook Lopez. It led him to his true calling. Now that he's he transformed his game. He shot over two threes a game last season right. and blocked and, and like blocked two, two shots. So he's a unicorn. In that sense, right? Unicorn. So that's why he was so special. So one of my favorite uh, pickups. Yeah, so, you know, you've got Brook. I had Brook Lopez and I love he, Brook Lopez. he was amazing. Yeah. So if Brook Lopez can do it, and it's just a matter of effort, it's about wanting it more. Yeah, Ben Simmons is like 6'10. Exactly. So Sheesh. he can work on it. You know, you know, uh, like let's say you know the uh the Andre Jordan fixes free throws, you know, with Andre simple, Drummond as well, and Andre Drummond as well, like a simple mindset change. You know what the Andre um Jordan did when he was with the Mavs is that their trainers had him do a routine wherein he would ask who you got before you shot it, like he would tell uh who's Harrison Barnes his teammates like who you got before after two dribbles he would, would say who you got. And then he would gather himself and shoot and would average between 70-75% from 50. Like, that's simple. Because it, it, it takes away his thinking about the shot yeah. itself. It, it, it detaches right. overthinking and the shot. And it's now part of his routine, like, who you got? So yeah. in that sense, that it's, it, it's, it's something that can be worked on. And that's right. what I love about the game. Right. Um, it's not the same story, let's say, about... Let's say, like in Shaq's case, that it I was know, a mechanical. I know, yeah, yeah a mechanical problem. And his but hands were just too big, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's like imagine you with your hand holding a ping pong ball and trying to shoot trying it, to like shoot a, it like a free throw. It's, 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 that's it's awkward. Hard. That's the 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 comparison, guys. If if you're uh, gonna have Shaq shoot free throws, it's just like that. Just get a ping pong ball, try to shoot that. It's gonna be a lot different. <laughs> it, it it might come slowly because of the sheer number of shots attempts that that uh, Simmons had. So maybe yeah. an in a slight increase. Yeah. Is all, I, so I'll be happy. Yeah. And I'll be and happy the great thing see. about the Sixers is that the ego remains at Ben Simmons. Uh, at, uh, at Embiid. Embiid. Yeah. He's he's nothing. All, nothing gets past him. Imagine his Twitter. Team. All of those. Right. He, um, he's he's the clear alpha on that team. Unlike when they had Jimmy Butler. So I think that could that dynamic could actually really work for them. And then his coach, he loves his coach, and his coach loves him, vice versa. They both really, I think the respect is there with uh with Brett. Um, so they're gonna go very far. I think they could go as far as the Eastern Conference Finals. For sure. I think yeah, it, it's it, depending on seeding. Yeah, they they could be facing either the Bucks or right. Maybe even the Celtics. Okay, now who you have a three? The Celtics. So the Celtics. that's I okay. was. Uh, yeah, it, I, I, I'll put in the Celtics. I'm just because of the mix now with Kemba. Um, I think it's good. I think um, I I I've uh, I believe the narrative that there was a there was some friction with the Kyrie Irving. Oh yeah, and, you know, it, it, it's definitely. it's not 
And I think it translated. Eh, 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 no, not the entire team, but some of the players. Exactly. Like Jason Tatum and uh, Brown. Jalen Brown. Eh, but, but not with like Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart was, was saying that Kyrie, uh, the media just played it like overblown. It was overblown, over, overdone, over, yeah. Overblown, I think. So, but I think um, their World Cup experience, now that, you know, so many Celtics were there. Oh, yeah. You have Smart, Brown, Tatum, Kemba. Kemba. We're all players, part of yeah. Team USA. It's a good bonding for, for them. Exactly. And I think that's that's bonus. And as a third seed, I think they, they will be the dark horse for me. I think they're, they're like... They're not written uh, on as, no, a, they're, as, as a finals team. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're still solid. I mean, well, X factors on their part will be how um, the comeback of Gordon Hayward, who was actually... Oh, yeah. I even forgot about him. Yes, and um, how well they integrate in his canter. Can he still go back to averaging 20 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists type of guy? I don't think so. Not but anymore. he will still be good enough... To go to, 15. Yeah, to do to do what he needs to do in terms of being used by Brad Stevens in such a way to get them their wins. Where, where do you see him being I, picked up in, in fantasy? Or in uh, he's going late. He's going late. And like he makes maybe for further, maybe seventh. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he he was sucky last year. And he still yeah. has he still has to prove that he can come close to his Utah days. But even then, that's that's a different context, time, a different context, context etc. Yeah. So he has a lot to prove as far as earning the trust of fantasy okay. drafters are, are, are concerned. Okay, I, 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 yeah, I'm a huge uh, Celtics fan just because my, my sister and my brother-in-law are huge Celtics fans. So I'm, I'm kind of attached to the, the Celtics in some way because of, because of them. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I've, I have so much respect for the Boston Celtics because of what Brad Stevens has done. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it from the perspective of fantasy basketball. Right. He actually created amazing guys on paper. Right. Like when Jay Crowder was a Celtic, oh, yeah. I love he became part. a fantasy stud. When Isaiah Thomas, oh, he peaked. That's, that's he the hit, greatest example ever. Right? He, it was then... When he left the the you know the wings of Brad Stevens, yeah. Well, fine. There were injuries along in his story, but you know he was not the same. The same. Was not Jay the Crowder same. was not, not the, the same. same. Yeah. So it's like he took like players from Duke. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and so put him in the league, right? <laughs> um, Gordon Hayward still it, he, he's older. Et they cetera, they but, play a good system ball. That's it. Yeah. Like, I know like the the how how Stevens thinks he's a very brilliant coach. I think uh, coaching it, is very underrated in, in the league. And I think he's one of the best X and O's coach. True, has, true. Right? I mean, key factor for that team is going to be how well Kemba and Jason Tatum do their pick and rolls. Ooh, that's that's got to be great to That's watch. crazy. Yeah. I mean, J- like, like, like <laughs> Kemba's not had any weapons. Alongside that, him. Alongside him. Like, so he was carrying like, like he the had, Hornets. Like Nick Batum. <laughs> Marvin Williams, you know, one time Dwight Howard, which sucked too. No, 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 no legit, no, you know. No, no legit player that you can call like a, even like a uh, Like a secondary, all-star. you know, right. scorer. Right. Someone that you know that you can pass to. Like, I know Tatum could average 20 to 25 points this season. Yes, yes. He was, he you was have a him somewhat high on, of on a... fantasy? I, I, yes. He's a, a solid mid-round target. Like a second, third round? No, that's a bit early. I, I think, yeah, fourth is fine. Okay. I, I think that um, 
the the nice thing about Tatum because he he had a bit of a dip as far as production right. in his sophomore season was concerned is people are going to be forgetting about him a bit. People are going to be busy hyping about, you know, um, the, the the new guys who have a lot of opportunity like, you know, Bam Adebayo, uh, oh, Pascal yeah. Siakam. Yeah. All of these guys are, 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 are hogging the limelight yeah. and their ADPs in mock drafts are, are skyrocketing. People are forgetting Jason Tatum. People are forgetting Otto Porter. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah I the, love Otto. Exactly. Because he has no drawbacks yeah. as far as he, a player. He's, he's like the same type of mold like um, Trevor Ariza that I liked before. Even better. You know, those are, you know, the, the you know, the nice picks that you get. You like get. Trevor Ariza as yeah, a, as I, a I style love, player. I love Then Trevor you Ariza. must love Michael Bridges of the Phoenix Guns. Really? That's, that's the mold. I think He's not on my radar. He like, will. He has the capacity to give you two threes, one and a half steals per game. Oh, He's shoot. a three and D guy, really. Bridges. Why do you think they were quick to dump TJ Warren? Oh yeah, yeah. Just to make where's, room. Where's Warren now? He's now with the Indiana Pacers. Okay. Who yeah. are, I think are a dark horse in the okay, East. Okay, that's another one. But, but look at look at the Suns. They're they're really focused on, on on making Michael a part of their of their system because. He's an excellent perimeter defender. He's, you know, he, improving shot selection. He came from the Suns, right? He was drafted by the Suns? Yeah. Okay. So, he's, he's if you're fond of Trevor Ariza... Um, he's in that mold. He's in that mold. Okay. So, keep that in mind. I, I went to the wrong people, like PJ Tucker. He's not... Okay. <laughs> James Ennis. To, to be, to, to be, okay, fine. Ennis was... Uh, I'm over with you that Ennis was a bad choice. PJ Tucker was yeah. actually, you know... Right. He's underrated because he doesn't score much. Yeah. But the, the threes and steals uh-huh. and the once-in-a-while blocks are there. He, he's fine. Yeah. So, where, where, where's... Trevor Ariza now. He's with the Kings. He's so with, oh yeah, he signed with the Kings for they're, one they're, year. They're they're a top eight team as far as they have depth. That's crazy. Yeah, the Kings I think will, will could be there in, in in the in the West. I think my um you're gonna I'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay. Other surprise. Yeah, uh, but let's round off our fourth team. What's on your four? Because we all agree in the the first. The, the first three. First three. Um, uh. you have the Nets. Um, you have the the Raptors. I think there's also the the Pacers and the Heat because of Jimmy Jimmy Butler. All right, to me, I I, I still need to see how how it's how the preseason and camp is, is going to shape up because they're a Hell, bit of but they're both new look teams. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at both the Nets and the Pacers. Yeah, I uh, I am actually picking the Pacers just because a healthy uh, uh, Victor Oladipo will go really far. But he's not. He's still not healthy. He's not yet ready. He oh, hasn't yeah. taken contact yet. Oh my so god! So he's nowhere near. Um, I think you might sucks. see him play. So I, uh, I'd stay away from him in fantasy drafts. Okay, because there's no assurance that he, no, he'll be back. Uh, he'll be back this season. Yes, but not hundred percent. Probably, most likely not. And the soonest you'd probably see him on the court at less than hundred percent right. um, potential is is like in January. Okay. So that's it's too risky. There's too much. Missed time already banked. Mm-hmm. So he's good, but um, you have Malcolm Brogdon, who I really loved back with the Bucks. Right. He's going to be now their starting point guard. Right. And you have Jeremy Lamb, right. who was an eye-opener when he was with the Hornets last year. Right. And he's now going to be their starting shooting guard. Okay. You're going to have TJ Warren, who's just going to score right. at small forward, replacing more or less 
the 18 points per game that Bojan uh, used Bogdanovich, yeah. Bogdanovich used to give them. And now you're going to have Domantas Sabonis starting alongside Miles Turner. So, hey, that's that's a very interesting. It's just interesting. That it's it's a very new look kind of pacer. So yeah. I want to see, but they have on paper they're, they're pretty who's good. Who's gonna replace um, for now that that Oladipo's injured on this? Lamb, Jeremy oh, Lamb, because not, you know bad. he was he's a solid swingman. He was man. solid. For yeah, he he did everything. He could shoot threes. He's a solid defender. He, he, he came from the the Hornets. The Hornets, what and the, he was their sixth the man. What the hell are the Hornets he, trying to do? It, they didn't pay him. Um, I think that... There are any players. I, I, because they're going for a clean reset in that sense. Oh, and they're, okay. they're going to go for so picks they, and build They, they from probably there. are going to trade but I, I at think, some point. Uh, yeah. From a financial standpoint, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Michael Jordan doesn't want to, you know, get into overspending for the team. And it's, it's a way to go. Because he knows he has a mediocre team. But yeah, because you're not close to it. If you're... But... but in the end, it, what's the point? I mean, he's not a billionaire for nothing, you know. He, yeah. he has some sense. Yeah. He has some business sense. So yeah. maybe in his mind, both from the player's perspective, because he's obviously been around, mm-hmm. and from a financial perspective, it, it, it doesn't, doesn't add sense. up. Yeah, doesn't right. You're an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. You, you run a business. Yeah. If it doesn't make sense, yeah. why spend? Like, well, It's like trying to push a mediocre team to... You know, spend so much, and then you're only getting this. Result. No point in forcing the yeah. issue, so to speak. Correct. So there, the, the the Nets also are interesting because I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with the culture that they've and, and developed. The growth, yeah. and, but and I, I want to see how, okay, how the dynamic were, of having Kyrie on that team. They were the the no name team that suddenly yeah. took the East by a storm. And what are they doing in the? They made the playoffs. The playoffs. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The who? The Nets. <laughs> But who's on that team? It was Dinwiddie. Like, it was it was Spencer Dinwiddie, um, <laughs> just D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell show. And it, Karis Lever was Karis Lever wasn't even playing much because he got injured for a lot of the season. Yeah. he's back now. I know he's healthy. They, I, they, I like that guy. They they, I like they offloaded Alan Crabb to Gatorian Prince. I think that's a good move. I think he's a bounce back candidate. I who Torian Prince. He was disapp- he's been disappointing for, for the for the Hawks. Hawks. Yeah. Exactly. But he's a 3 and D mold kind yes. of guy. He's like a Trevor Reza type of player. In, too. in that yeah. sense. But I think that the Nets culture and the Nets organization mm-hmm. is gonna give him a fresh start. And I think that he has a chance to do better than he did last season right. with the Hawks. And I think like Kenny Atkinson is uh, undervalued for his play. His coaching for point guards. Yeah. I think the way he, he coached D'Angelo Russell was just great and awesome. Like He gave him accountability and gave him a lot of freedom at the same time. So I think like Kyrie would do really well with that setup. I'm just very curious like how he would mesh with the players because he doesn't look like a young player compared to them because of his experience. You know, he has championship ring compared to the other guys. So true, true. I want to see... Like how he blends in with Jared Allen, you know, with Joe Harris. They have DeAndre Jordan as their. Oh yeah, uh, and then you have DeAndre yeah. So Jordan. It, it's, it's how, a, how is that gonna work with with DeAndre Jordan? He's not a four, he's a five. But then you have you're Jared gonna have Allen a, uh, unfortunately as a five too. We're gonna see a timeshare situation. That's gonna um, suck for fantasy wise. Obviously, like, I I love Jared Allen last season. He was one of my best pickups for for fantasy. Okay. 
Um, it, it's both bad and good. Good in the sense that I think DeAndre Jordan is going to be a good role model for yeah. Jared Allen. He's going to go, hey, kid, this is how you're going to play center. So he's going to average like 25 minutes probably. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're roughly they're going to share, they're gonna share the 20, time yeah. at center. I, I really doubt that they're going to play at the same time. I don't think they're going to force Allen at, 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 at the four. You just have no offense. Exactly. Of so, two. you know, both guys, it's just a... The good thing is you're gonna have a solid rebounder for, yeah. for the entire forty-eight that, minutes. That's gonna right? be that's gonna be unless, scary in the unless middle. both guys you know get into foul trouble. The Nets are gonna be solid rebounding wise. You got I think both so guys. Too, yeah, yeah, and Kyrie Irving. Who's their th- Who's their par forward? Do they have any? I think that they're gonna have to play. You You, you can force Prince as a stretch four. It's a bit of a stretch. Oh yeah, but you, you've got. Um, Rodian's crooks? No, no, he's a small forward. He's a small forward too. So again, they 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 lost uh, Ed Davis. Yeah, who's now the starting power he, forward he, for the Jazz? Of, he's one of my favorite players too. Yeah, yeah. he you you like the white collar guys? Yeah, who, I like the white who, collar you, who, guys. You just yeah. do. That's why Draymond Green, right? I like yeah. Draymond. The white know, collar guys. So, right. hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll look it up and just add it I in later. But I, yeah, I actually it, am trying to look it up. But like they're, they're, they're it's just surprising that. But you know, the, the Nets are 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 gonna be good. I think that um, they're good for four and five. Maybe right. right? So they have Wilson Chandler, um, Durant's out, Henry L- Ellenson, no one. Uh, Joe Harris could no, he's a shooting mm-hmm. guard. Small Your forward. best bet is to force Prince at four. Right. Oh uh, yeah, they don't have any other player at at the power forward that's solid. None. So maybe Prince. Yeah, Prince would, would be there. Yeah, but he's like six eight, undersized. There are a lot of six eights that I know. force the issue. I mean, yeah. you're probably gonna see Rui Hachimura play power forward for oh, the yeah, Wizards. Oh yeah, I love that kid. I love that kid. Oh, yeah, he was. He's, he was. He's got, I mean, he's got potential. I, I I felt bad for Japan, but he he really showed a lot of people what he can do. Um, Wait, did he get injured? No. No, I mean he he had to be rested at the oh, yeah, towards yeah, the yeah, end, yeah. but but he played well. Yeah. He played well for Japan. It, obviously, they they didn't get you know far, but yeah, um, he was an interesting draft pick for for, for the Wizards. Yes, that's one one of the bright spots. Being a Wizards fan for me <laughs> is that every time they get a good rookie, I'm um, looking forward to it. Like I, I want to see, you know, you know him playing uh, late twenty minutes per game, twenty eight to thirty minutes. I mean, thirty two minutes would be a stretch for him. I, I, I'd like to see that. So you watch a lot of Wizards games. Yeah, o- like almost every Wizards. My, my game. league pass is it, is almost it, all Wizards. It's all, almost all, right. all Wizards. If you don't mind, uh, from from a from a fantasy <laughs> expert's point of view, I'd like to to pick your brain as a Wizards fan. Right. Watching all of these games. Yeah. Personally, in deeper leagues, I'm very high on Troy Brown Jr. Oh yeah. I, I I'd like oh, yeah. to get your opinion. And on the oh, record, yeah. I, I, is I, he I, a breakout candidate? I, I like think I, feel? I think he's gonna be he's gonna be there with with so many movement from the Wizards that uh, Saturansky is out, you know, uh, Otto Porter's out too, you know, from from last season. He's gonna be their small forward. He's gonna right? be literally their small forward. Kelly Oubre is out too. Exactly. You know, so, so the, do you think it's, it's his time to shine? Yeah, I think uh, with with uh, Scott Brooks giving him more accountability now, he's Scott Brooks. Already mentioned this. Like, the only thing I want Troy Brown Jr. to improve on is his leadership. Oh wow! And that stood out for me just because 
that means other aspects of his game is already he's already quite good developed. with him. So yeah. he wants to see him be, be more vocal as a player, and that's the doubt. Just because I know that means that he already has the tools to be a very good player. Yeah, for those of you listeners who are, are unaware of a of a name like Troy Brown yeah. Jr. He didn't play too much in his rookie season because of injuries. Yeah. But and he saw limited run last season. But um, I was tracking him in the sense that you know the departures of Otto Porter, right. Kelly Oubre, etc. Uh, it's just a matter of opportunity being there for him to shine. Right. And I've I've looked up videos of, of Troy Brown, uh, and he he's a decent passer. Yeah. He can rebound the ball. He can score given given the right opportunities. Yeah. He's a he's a so in a twenty shooting. team league, and I know you play in a yeah. twenty team league yeah, with with much. Joey. Yeah, would you pick you know towards the end of draft? Oh yeah, for sure. Try Brown, right? In a heartbeat, like yeah, most likely like third to the last pick, he could be there. Solid, right? Yeah, he's he's just gonna be he's a solid a sleeper. Yeah. Sleeper. I think with <laughs> with the Wizards, um, like. Thomas Bryant could be a good pickup if you're looking for for rebounds. Ah, he's too hot. Everybody, right? Everybody is too hot. He's gonna be in the mids. Yeah, he's he's somewhere. Sometimes third or fourth round. Wow. People are excited. Really? There's no one else. I, oh. Field goal percentage is high. Free throw. Okay, off the free top. Free throw. Forget free throws. Punted. His free throw is not that bad. Look at sixty-seven percent. closer to the lower seventies. Yeah, seventy he's would not, be good. That's he's. The thing is, he doesn't have blocks though. He, like, he was like at point nine. Point nine, right? But it's it's there. Okay, you give him the, his per thirty six minute numbers are, are encouraging. I agree. Yes, yeah, are he great. can give you one point five blocks per game. Yeah, nine boards, maybe yeah. 15, 16 points. A little development on in his on his uh, scoring. But, I mean, what are the Wizards gonna do except let him shine, right? right. So. Um, I think that the market for Thomas Bryant is actually quite too bullish right now. Ooh. Everybody's excited, so you're so if you want to own Thomas Bryant, you might have to uh, you know overpay because everybody's you know really? been reaching and for I, Thomas Bryant. I think Bryant. he's not that injury type of player. In no, he's solid. Yeah, he's it's solid. Just a, you know he's like what twenty three, I think. Yeah, he's and, about and, and that age. He's he's um, got a lot of opportunity right. now and I believe that NBA is all about opportunities and he yeah. was given that opportunity I mean, when, when uh, Dwight Howard went out with an injury exactly and he he played to a top 50 level in mm-hmm. fantasy when he was you know playing well okay. so if we could see more of that from him we could see him consistently hover maybe in the top 75 easily right okay well, I'm excited for for the Wizards in terms of like the youth movement that yeah. they have. But I'm with you. Not not in terms of playoff. Like, <laughs> I mean, them get getting the eight seed would be like a party for me. Like no, for me, I'm it, sorry to say that. Yeah. it's a bit of a long. I mean, it's a stretch. You, there are, there are some teams that you know they'll have to contend with like yeah. the Magic, Magic, even yeah. the Hawks. The I think the Hawks could could be there. They're too. the dark horses to yeah. make the playoffs. I mean, right. and you, even the Pistons are there. They're they're you young, know. but they're talented. Right, but in the in like in their division in the Southeast, it's gonna be like the Magic, the Heat, and the Hawks before they even t- talk about the the Wizards and the Hornets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But okay, so your third seed. Uh, the, the, the we were do, discussing our fourth teams. Our fourth team would yeah, be. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's to me it's just Nets or Pacers, as far as I'm concerned. How about you? How, how, but how about how about how about them Raptors? Okay, um, no, <laughs> they're not a top four team. I'd be surprised. They'll be at six or seven. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to struggle. Um, the, the thing is... You're going to be struggling seeing uh, Siakam being the focal point of the offense. No, I think that will be the case. But right? he's not a Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. No, and, no, no. and it's not the he's same. A, he's a great 2-3 guy. And Second, third option guy. My, my point is, they're... Their key pieces, which were Mark Gasol and Kyle Lowry, mm-hmm. are old. Are old, yeah. And they achieved their dream, which yeah. is to win an NBA. So it's hard for, for to be to, at that to, age to be and to stay hungry. Right. They were so hungry. I know. They really, really wanted yeah. it. And they willed themselves right. into the position for Kawhi Leonard to, right. to make it all happen. And, you know, that to play around a guy like Kawhi. And they won Agreed. the championship. Now... It's hard to stay as. I hungry. think they're they're both getting traded, in the middle of the season. And you think Toronto's gonna start the rebuild? Yeah, most likely. If if it goes haywire, like you know, they go like let's say in the middle of the season, like fifteen and twenty five, I think they're gonna shut it down. Yeah, I mean, once they go fifteen twenty five, that's it. But if they're going like Lowry's how old? Thirty three. If they're going like twenty twenty, they're yeah. trying to survive. Mark is thirty four. Yeah, um, Mark's thir- thirty five. Oh right, see, so Ibaka is not young either. He's like 32, 33. He's in his thirties now. So uh, the the all the key role players like, are all old, like Van Vliet. And, okay, and, Van Vliet and is a nice you know project. It's a nice you know, start to build on. You start on Fred Van Vliet, and you've got. Pascal Siakam. Yeah. Now you just need younger guys to build around them. Yeah. Um, but there's Greg none. Boucher. Yeah. Bit, basically, there's not too much players on, on the on the Raptors. I think. I mean, if you're gonna be picking Norman Powell. Yeah. Deep, right. Deep, so so it's, it's no, no. They, they're not too deep. They're not too deep. No. So, okay. So that's our top four, five-ish teams from from the East, just because it's so hard. To see who's really the, the strong ones in the East because it's really just a toss-up between the Bucks and the Sixers for us. As a, so, on the East, who do you see getting out of the East based on just early predictions? Oh, well, obviously, yeah, both, all, all, all our top four teams are going to go do well right off the bat. Um, but who's going to the finals for you, East and West? Ooh. Like, yeah, I'm still with the Clippers from the West. I go with the Clippers too. Um, in the East, I think that the Bucks might do it this time. The Bucks, because yeah, there, there's no, there's no team standing in, in well, their way now. Obviously, and, and the, Sixers, the, the, yeah. the Sixers and Celtics would like to think otherwise, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think that it, it's their, it's their finals entry to lose. The, uh, I don't know if you read that on, on Twitter that Giannis was saying that he's not yet close to his full potential. Oh, hell no. Okay, so if that's the case, isn't it scary? Like, I'm, to I'm th- waiting for his three-pointer. So imagine that. He already does everything. He's yeah. already a triple-double threat. I'm waiting for him to average uh, 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 at least a 38% or 37% two three-pointers per game. Like eventually that, that's the only thing I'm waiting on him. it's kind of like Pascal Siakam we wanted him that's to... the scary part once he he goes like then you, you can't know, guard him anymore like two per two, two, two threes out of five attempts per game ooh I mean his Euro step is already so difficult to guard as it is imagine having to face okay. up against him in he, the... he's already difficult to, <laughs> right, right. to guard as I... is. that's it <laughs> so okay I, I think that the Bucks are 
are, are, are gonna make it because he's gonna okay. elevate right. his game Agreed. to another level. Right. And that's why I think he's gonna repeat as MVP. 